And I'm back. I uh, listened to Annie's podcast about what she's doing to keep herself in better spirits during this whole thing. Um, I did hear that she was watching Pen15 on Hulu, which I have been watching as well. Uh, we haven't finished it yet. We started watching it a little bit ago because I heard good things about it. And I was like, hey, we need something to watch. It's a fun comedy. It's really good. I definitely echo a lot of what Annie said about it. It's really, just really, really fun, especially during this time. Um, and another Hulu show that I started watching was What We Do in the Shadows. It's based off the movie of the same name, and it sort of just goes a little bit further into detail about the whole vampires living in modern times and everything and then their exploits and everything it's really fun and just sort of absurd and sort of ridiculous at times but it's really a breath of fresh air in terms of tv comedies so i'd also recommend that as well and as far as my viewing listening habits during the pandemic really not much has changed i don't really let the outside factors dictate what I do on my own time. So even though things are a little bleak seeming, like it doesn't necessarily stop me from watching a show that might be a little bit darker or a movie that's a little bit darker. But that's just sort of how I've always been. I'm pretty good about compartmentalizing a lot of the outside stuff and they don't really bleed into each other. Uh, but I do know that most of the mostly I've been playing a lot of video games during the pandemic. It's something that I've always done. I played video games, but it seems like I've been playing more during this time. Like I usually have a pretty even split about everything like books, TV, movie, video games. But, you know, lately I've just been playing video games maybe because there's just a lot to play or maybe because, you know, maybe it really is affecting me in a way that I'm not really seeing. You know, it's just nice to just sit down and play and do something um, and everything. So that's basically mostly what I've been doing. And, you know, again, some of the games I've been playing are, you know, horror games, action, dark. And that doesn't really bother me, um, especially, you know, all the stuff going on right now. Like, I played Resident Evil, and then that's like a darker, scary game. Also played the Final Fantasy VII remake, which is just a fun, upbeat, sort of trying to take itself seriously, but the dialogue makes it seem like it's not serious. Very typical Japanese role-playing game um, that I really liked a lot, especially since I played the original when it came out, so it's really interesting to see how people respond to this. If this is their first taste of this game, what it's going to be like for for them, especially since it's only the first part in a very long series of remakes, I'd imagine. But that's something that I enjoyed playing during the break. And I'm also playing a new game, Ghost of Tsushima. It's a samurai game that just came out for PlayStation 4. I'm really enjoying that. That was some of the music you heard in the, the intro of the podcast was some of the soundtrack from that game uh, and everything. And I think, you know, that's just sort of what I've been doing. I'm just playing a lot of video games. I think maybe my interest in video games is a little bit, you know, more a lot more in tune because 
we're coming to an end for the console generation. The new technology is going to be coming out this year, and that's always exciting for me since I like to play video games. The next iteration of consoles will just bring more graphical fidelity, better gameplay mechanics, and just ultimately just a better experience if you're a player. And that's something that I've been looking forward to for a while. So it's very possible. That's why I'm just so deep into video games right now. Um, that and the other things that are going on. Because I haven't read too many books during the pandemic. I did, however, read, I read a lot of comic books. Those I feel like are a little bit easier to read, even though some of the storytelling is just as good as a book. I just feel like the comic book's a little bit easier to grab and go. And since I have a tablet, you know, comic books are really, really good on a tablet. So if you do have a tablet, I definitely recommend you read comic books on it. Just it seems like it's perfectly suited for that format. Um, I've also listened to a lot of podcasts. I typically listen to the same podcast I listen to. I listen to some video game podcasts and some music podcasts. And um, I do listen to Reply All, which they say is a podcast about the internet. And it really much, pretty much is. They'll just talk about random things that the hosts kind of find online and do some digging and do a whole episode based on something. Um, one of the more popular episodes that just came out was about the case of the missing hit. Some person that interviewed was convinced this song he heard at a certain point in his life was real and the hosts were like oh, I don't think it is because you can't find it and they just did some digging and it really went down some interesting holes and everything and they eventually did find out that it was a real song after a lot of digging they even actually had the guy who claimed it was a song like record the song based on his memory and he played all the instruments saying some of the vocals he thought it was and he got it pretty close to what the actual recording was so that's really cool and then another episode that i really liked was the case about some i don't know if it was one person if it was like a group of people that they called they would call dominoes and ask for uh 20 ounce of coke and that they would pay for it when they, you know, when they, they do an online order, and like they would never pick it up, and they'd sort of just try to figure out why someone or a group of people were doing this, and that was like another really interesting episode to listen to, and all that stuff. So it's like pretty random, but it's also pretty lighthearted, and especially, you know, for what's going on right now, I definitely recommend that podcast as well. And I also finally started listening to Critical Role. It's a podcast about a group of voiceover actors who play Dungeons and Dragons. It's pretty old. I think it started in 2015, and it's something that I'm like, I'll eventually get to it, and now that it's like 200 episodes later, and each episode is about two to three hours long, you know, I have a lot of time, I have a lot of material to get through. Um, and everything, but it's really fun, especially since they're voice actors, like, it really adds to the to the luster of the game and everything, so I've never really played Dungeons & Dragons, you know, I understand how it works and everything, but, you know, I think with the voiceover um, characters, it really adds to the thing, they play music while they're playing, and then they have just a really good dungeon master who understands how to play. It's really exciting. It's definitely something that, if you have a 
a lot of time and you are interested in storytelling, then I would recommend that. You'll have a year or two worth of content right at your fingertips right now if you decided to go for it. But And then movies. Like I haven't really watched many movies during this pandemic. I think the one of the only ones I watched was Joker recently. And I enjoyed that. It was an interesting take on the character that I don't really think had been done before. And it sort of made sense. It was really definitely very timely portrayal of that character. And I think it really worked well. I think, you know, the reviews on it were mixed because they weren't really sure what kind of movie it was supposed to be. But it does seem like Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal was pretty much lauded across the board. And he did win the Oscar for Best Lead Actor. And I think he did a really good job. He usually almost always does. If Joaquin Phoenix is in a movie, you know that his part's going to be good, because I don't think I've ever seen him phone it in before. Um, and then also, um, I've been watching just recently, because it just came out, um, The Last Dance documentary. It's about the Chicago Bulls last championship during their second repeat. So it's about their sixth championship in the 1997-1998 season. It sort of lays the foundation for the series. But it's also ten episodes and then it basically almost is like a documentary about the Bulls team, about how they weren't very good until Michael Jordan got there and then it turns into like a little bit about Michael Jordan and his history and then it also talks about a little about the Detroit Pistons and about how they basically are one of the reasons why Michael Jordan became better than he was because he couldn't beat the Pistons because they were so physical and Michael Jordan at the time was pretty skinny and not very strong so he dedicated himself gained some muscle mass just so he could beat the Pistons and then he became you know, the Michael Jordan we know him today. Uh, it also talks about Scottie Pippen, about how he started and how he became pretty central to that team's makeup and pretty much, you know, him and Michael Jordan were the linchpins of those three peats. The first one in the early nineties and then the second one in the late nineties. Um and talks about that and then a lot of the other role players like Steve Kerr, John Paxson, and some of the coach like Phil Jackson and everything just sort of talking about their experience, you know, building a dynasty and then like all the drama and hardships that follow because, you know, Michael Jordan's dad died after his third championship and then he decided to retire because he didn't really feel like it was necessary to play. He did what he set out to do. But he was also uncomfortable playing basketball without his dad around because he had never seen, he had never played without his dad being there or at least having the chance to watch him. So it's really interesting to see that side of Michael Jordan because he's kind of notorious for being not really a good person. And the documentary kind of shows that he kind of isn't. But... You know, that's, I guess it's okay if you have six championships and you're considered the greatest basketball player ever. I guess you get a little bit of leeway when it comes to your behavior, even though there's probably better ways to to go about it.
but it's just really good, and I definitely recommend it. I, I think I would recommend it even if you don't like sports, just because it's really well made, and it definitely just illustrates what you can do if you basically have a singular mission to be the best and like make others around you better. It's sort of like inspiring in a way to see someone with that much drive and that much passion for something that they enjoy just basically not accepting anything other than the best and just putting himself out there every day in every possible way. And another thing that's always interesting about Michael Jordan that I've heard also sort of what Kobe Bryant sort of mimicked was that he basically played every game and every season and he tried to do the best he possibly could because he, Michael Jordan, at one at some point, you know, knew that he was sort of like partially an entertainer, but he also knew that he was just so good that people would go out just to see Michael Jordan play, so he would pretty much suit up every game and play because he wasn't sure if this would be the only chance they would get to see him. And I think Kobe Bryant did that as well. And I think that's why, you know, they're so similar. And a lot of people looked up to Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant pretty much copied almost everything he did. And that's why Kobe Bryant played as many games as he did and started as many games because he thought that, you know, if people were going out to see the basketball game, they should go see, especially they were most likely going to see him. So he felt obligated to actually play. I'm sure they both played when they probably shouldn't have, but I think, you know, that speaks to their character that they maybe, even though they understood it was just a game, they also understood that, you know, sports can mean a lot to a lot of different people, and that's pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, music, I always listen to music um, here and there, it sort of just depends on what comes out and, you know, what I'm in the mood for. Usually Fridays are the new release days for music, so I've been, you know, want, listening to that. Taylor Swift just dropped a surprise album today, and I've been listening to that. I haven't finished it, but I'm liking what I'm hearing so far. I kind of like this version of Taylor Swift. It's a little bit more stripped down, less polished, and I think it suits her voice a little bit better than some of her older stuff, because I don't think she has a strong voice, and I think a lot of her older stuff tries to make it seem like she does, but she doesn't. Then that's not necessarily a problem. It's only a problem if you try to, you know, mask it in production or stuff like that. But this is very simple, stripped down. I'm, I'm liking it a lot, so I definitely recommend that. And I also recently got back into At The Drive-In, sort of like a post-hardcore band, I think, of the early 2000s. And then they broke up and they formed Mars Volta, who I listened to back in the day and sort of found them again. I've been listening to that. And that's basically, you know, the stuff that I've been listening to, you know. And then also, since, you know, I have kids, you know, there's always PJ Masks or Superhero Girls or My Little Pony. Something in the background that I've seen way too many of and then she'll watch like five minutes and then decide to just you know go do something else with that on the background so that's i've heard so many pj masks and my little ponies and dc superhero girls that i'm just like oh i know all these i pretty much could like recite the entire series from memory now and i'm and i'm really trying to get her into avatar the last airbender 
She might be a little too young for it, but like that show was really good, and I would never turn down a chance to watch it again. So if I could sort of make her watch it and hopefully enjoy it, then that'll be like a win-win for everybody because that's just a great show, and I think everybody should watch it. It's on Netflix, um, and if you have Netflix and haven't watched it, you should watch it. Um, so that's basically what I've been doing. Again, even though times are rough, at least I don't knowingly change my binging personal, you know, consumption habits based on what's going on. Although there is very possible that unknowingly that I'm doing X, and in this case X is playing a lot of video games because I enjoy it because... I have a sense of control in the video game. Everything I do in the video game, I do as a personal action or choice. And, you know, you don't really get to do that in the real world. Like, you have your own choices, but they're dictated by other choices and other people. And in the video games, typically, if you're playing single player, you don't have to deal with that. So it's very possible. That is why I've been clinging to video games during this pandemic. So... I look forward to hearing from you again, Annie, and thanks for listening. Bye.